right, Joey, it is May the 1st of 2016. Oh, man, I'm tired, dude. B-movie takes a lot out of you. Yeah. We saw B-movie. Yeah, we saw B-movie yesterday, and that was... uh, Painful. Probably not the best idea ever. I think the word I said the most to describe the movie was, this is fucking retarded think almost every few minutes <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad um i just <laughs> so stupid <laughs> it's so, so filled stupid. with like the worst puns and just uh <laughs> like not only, not only that too we kept on making stupid more even more stupid puns to make fun of it and even then my stupid puns were better than the ones that they made in the movie I feel like just the editing of the film was bad and like it's just all so kinds to, of to give you guys some background this is a movie where this bee wants to fuck this human woman for some reason. Technically, that's not what the movie's about. That's just a that weird, a weird subplot. subplot of the it's whole thing. It's a subplot on top of a subplot on top of a subplot on top of a subplot. Realistically, this should have been like one main movie and like three B-movie shorts. <laughs> but they were like, fuck it, we'll just put it all in one movie because this is a <laughs> steaming exactly pile happened. of trash. They just, I think they had like five different scripts and they just went like, ah, oh, crap, we don't even have a full movie here, guys. And they just like crammed it all together. So essentially, there, there's this, there's a part in this movie where he sees that people, you know, produce and sell honey, and then he gets super mad about it and ends up taking the entire human race to court. Which is fine. And if that's like no, it's, it's not movie fine. One. In the context of the universe, whatever, it's fine. Um, but the problem is that the court case should have been like the whole thing and then you know everybody's happy or whatever but then it turns into oh well now we've ruined the whole world because we stopped the honey thing and now there's no more flowers and the girl that I like the girl that the bee likes is a florist and now is losing her job because there's no more flowers was she a florist or was she a lawyer she was a florist but why was she acting as a lawyer because she is dumb this movie is so stupid I can't. I can't. What we recommend is that you go to your nearest Walmart or your nearest Target and pick up this movie. We paid five dollars for it at Target. This movie was so bad. Like, so, like, like apparently these people had no problem with the fact that bees can speak perfect English. And communicate with humans. And apparently no one just went like, why are these bees suing the entire race? This but the thing is, retarded. like, people were freaked. Like, the lady was freaked out at first because she was holding a pile she of plates. she was immediately freaked accepting out. of it, though. She immediately accepted it. And then she, like, stabbed her hand with a fork. And then she was like, all right, well, this is fine. And then... This is just the reality I live in now, I guess. There's the court case that happens. And everybody is watching the bees and waiting for them to speak. And they speak, and then that's it. Like, they're, everybody's just, like, okay with it. I just, I just, I just don't understand. Like, this, 
movie's so horrible. It was so bad. It was horrible. Like, I, just, I can't, I just cannot really just wrap my head, my, my head around it. Just because, like, even then, the logic of the movie just in and of itself doesn't make sense. Because then, can other animals, like, talk to people? They just don't? Or is this, like, a weird Toy Story situation we're in? Is... Like, how come they have legal precedence over all this crap? What is happening? I have no idea. I I hated it. This is, like, one of those movies. um, There's this podcast called... uh, How does it get made? No, it's called uh, Worst Idea of All Time Podcast, where they pick (laughs) one movie to watch every week for a whole year and they talk about it after they watch it every week. (laughs) Okay. This is one of those movies that would be on that (laughs) That would be... A whole year of dumpy puns. hit like a level of insanity watching that movie because there are times where we would just like laugh hysterically for no fucking reason and even then there were like huge parts in this movie that were just like just like people are okay with this like there is a point where a grown man gets stung in his ass by a bee the yep. bee doesn't die he just gets put on life support with honey and and then, like, the, the, the guy who get, he gets stung is, like, walking around in, like, a baby stroller for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was... Like, what was it's even so, happening? It's so bizarre. I just... I, I, my head hurts. Yeah. Johnny, did you see any other good movie? <laughs> did you see any other movie than B-movie recently? Because mm. I haven't had time to go Not to Not that I can think of. I've I've been such a loser this last this last week. I haven't had time for like, almost anything remotely fun. Yeah, I don't think I've uh, watched any movies. Uh, as far as video games go, I uh, played a little more. Uh, uh, I played been playing the Gears beta. Yeah, I played the Gears Four beta. Um, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels you know like Gears. Like, I was surprised how fast the game came back to me. Yeah. Like, really quick. Uh, you know, Nashers were fucking deadly as shit in that game. Uh, fucking, it just feels really smooth. Just really slick. Yeah. Very polished for uh, for a beta. Um, despite the fact that when we first tried to boot it up, it just, like, the character models kept fucking glitching out. Yeah, but, you know, we simply reset it. And yeah. Came back. Um, so I've been playing that. I've been playing through uh, Gears Ultimate Edition here and there. Uh, the game is dumb. <laughs> I remember really loving that. Like game. the controls are intuitive and it's great, but like I don't know. The characters are so dumb. Like it's just so like Gears of War, and it's just like dude bros running around being being bros and just run around going and then talking shit to each other and then razor hail i forgot razor hail i was uh i was playing and it's a nightmare planet they live on uh, <laughs> I was walking through the. It's like nightfall, and there's like the fucking Those razor bats. hail going on or whatever. 
or you know the yeah the fucking those, those that swarm of bats or whatever the fuck it is. Um. Anyways, I'm walking through, and there's this part where I have to go through. What I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to go through this down building and shoot a propane tank to like light up an area and then go through there. But there was a shorter way where if I would have been able to like dodge roll forward and like roadie run, I would have made it through before the uh, razor hail came and got me. <laughs> Anyways, I dodge roll forward and then this is when Marcus Phoenix decides to make a fucking phone call. And so whenever you're talking yeah. in that game, it fucking slows you to a dead crawl. Put two fingers on your ear. Yeah. I'm fu- I, I could have fucking made it. I was so close. And it stops me. and fucking make this phone call. <laughs> and then I get fucking murdered. <laughs> Anya, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and then um, when you're playing just by yourself, uh, your teammate uh, self-reses when there's no enemies around. Yeah. So I managed to get past all that stuff. And then Dom is trying to take the same path. But he is just getting downed over and over again. But he's self-resing because there's no enemies around. So it's just like he falls down and just stands back up. And then he gets attacked again and he just gets downed again. And he just stands back up. I'm like, oh, man. This game is dumb. God damn it, Tom. Not to say it's not fun and I didn't enjoy playing it. But, you know, it's there's just, just a lot of things, things like, that you realize are dumb. is stupid. Um... I played a, I've had Sniper Elite 3 for fucking ages. I started played, playing that a little yeah, bit. I only got through so much of that game, and I just, like, I can't play this anymore. Yeah. It's just frustrating. It's just a frustrating game. It's one of those things where it almost seems very, very hard to, uh, like, play that game silently. and Yeah, because you, you end up fucking up super hard on something stupid, and then you're just... Like, well, there goes the stealth element of the game. And then there's no other reason to really play that game other than, like, the stealth element of being, like, some covert sniper. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes the bullet cam thing is kind of cool, but, I mean, it loses its luster pretty quickly. You can only see a Nazi get shot in the balls so many times. Yeah. I mean, they actually show, like, the bullet go through the testicles and, like, they explode. But even then, it's just like, eh... This is well okay, I guess. That's pretty much that is the best way to sum up Sniper Elite Three. It's okay, I guess. That's literally the best way to do it. If there was yeah. ever a rating system, that's exactly. Yeah, like I said, it's not it's not bad, but it's not great. Um, last thing I've been playing, I got a Star Fox Zero through GameFly. I'm playing that a little bit. I enjoy the game. Share your frustrations with us. And- it's it's fun. It feels like a Star Fox game. It's got like the whole branching path things, which is always fun. But god damn it, if those controls aren't a fucking pile of shit. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Why the fuck do I have a big-ass TV if you want me to fucking aim on the fucking gamepad? And 
I don't know, I'm not one to like stand perfectly still, so I'm constantly having to recalibrate the uh, aim on the gamepad. I mean, it's not that hard, it's like pressing X or something. But to constantly have to do that and in the middle of a fight you're trying to shoot someone and I'm turning to turn like even more to the right, but then I'm like, oh wait, I can just recalibrate. I go back here. It's just fucking dumb. And they have a co-op mode in that game. And it's uh, Star Fox Double Dash because one person is flying and one person is shooting. Okay. So that's just... That seems kind of just lame. Yeah. Just give me the two fucking R-wings. Yeah. We fly around and go pew pew, bitches. Pew pew, bitches. (sighs) So, that's upsetting. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, sort of. It's fun, but the controls really kind of can take you out of that pretty bad. Yeah, it seems seems that way. It'd be kind of frustrating to... I mean, I think that's like the big crux of the thing with... Uh, the Wii U is that you have this tiny ass screen that you have to look at. I mean, it's about the size of your phone screen. And it's probably phone. a little bigger, a little um, bigger yeah. but game gear in, size. in certain respects, it's not bad. Like if you could do uh, TV play, but if someone's using TV, you could use the gamepad. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be fine. Yeah, it's like they're trying to innovate on something that didn't need innovation. Yeah. And it just... Code um, word means retarded. Yeah. Super duper retarded. Pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, but I think that's about it as far as stuff I've been doing this last week. Yeah. Um, we took last week off and fucking the news, as far as video games go, just kept coming. Yeah. So let's not do that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but in gaming, we have news, no excuse to, to not do it. Anymore, yeah. In, in gaming news, we uh, there was a big reveal. Um, a website, uh, Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm. They uh, they got some uh, stuff on the PS four point five, um, which is just like an updated uh, PlayStation, pretty much. Okay. Um, I don't have a list of the exact specs, but so like when the 360 relaunched as the Elite, even more than that. But like essentially, that's exactly what they're doing. They're just re-releasing the system with even specs. even more than that though, because it's got better specs. Um, it can push out 4K, so Ooh. 4K streaming and 4K. I don't. I really doubt they can get 4K games right now with you know technology the way it is, but. Um, it's codenamed Neo. Well, I mean, they're going to be able to push that out. They're planning to release something in 4K at the very least, right? You would think so, but, I mean, the amount of processing power that would be required to push a you know video game out of 4K would be pretty high. I'm assuming this is more so if you want to get a like 4K player uh, for you know movies or as a streaming device then okay, you know, I guess so. It might not be a bad option. Uh, but so what they're doing is every game that comes out that's going to be for the Neo Mm -hmm. needs to have a Neo version and a normal PS4 version. What? Yeah. That... 
doesn't sound like it's going to go over well for them. So it's like the if the PS4 version was uh, settings on medium, then they're uh, or if they were putting out a game for the PlayStation 4 Neo. Mm-hmm. That one can be on high settings, but there needs to be a PlayStation 4 version on that same game file or disc to run at lower settings or whatever. What? I don't... I'm not grasping this, man. It, it, imagine this. There, there's going to be no PlayStation Neo exclusive games. Okay. There's going to be games that take advantage of the extra processing power. But all games need to be compatible with the PlayStation 4, the original one. Okay. So let's say if you bought a PS4 Neo mm-hmm. and I have a PlayStation 4, I can borrow any game that you have and play it on my original PlayStation 4. Okay. It's gonna, it might run better on yours mm-hmm. because you have, you're playing like the PlayStation Neo version of it. Mm-hmm. But I can still run it on my PS4. So could I get like a regular PS4 game and play it on this new Neo system? You can play it on the Neo system, but that doesn't mean that they'll be taking advantage of the uh, of the new hardware. If that makes any sense? Does this like, sound superfluous? Any any game uh, releasing after November needs to have both versions of the game a neo version and a playstation 4 version um and games can patch in uh neo support later Mm. but starting in november every game needs to be compatible with both it once again just sounds kind of superfluous i mean i understand why they're doing it but it just because they're doing it so they don't split the player base. You don't want to like split, uh, you know, your PlayStation Four people, people and your Neo people. And um, it it, it, does, it seems almost useless though because you can't include any new features on Neo. You can't any like new multiplayer stuff has got to be playable on both. Mm-hmm. You can't separate the market there. You can't separate the market anywhere really. Yeah, so it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems it seems like a not good idea, but no, it doesn't seem like a good idea at all. It just it just seems it's one of those things of where it's just like you know, put all those efforts towards making a PlayStation Five and start working on that to you know release in a number of years. It'd be fine. Like, don't like do this half step thing, or just kind of. Yeah, and even then, just you know, speculatively, it just kind of like sounds like some weird desperation. Yeah, you know, it's like we're just trying to like push out some more units of something that you don't need, but we're gonna make it seem like you need. It, yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. No, I don't like it. Yeah, it, you know, and. Uh, we'll see what happens. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. If you have a PS4, keep your PS4. I really doubt that the trade-off is going to be that much bigger. No. Uh, but I could be wrong. If it is uh, that much bigger, then you know it might be worth to uh, to upgrade. Yeah, but who knows? Um, so Nintendo had a uh, investors meeting, Joey. 
oh, yeah. earlier in the week. And, and we got some pretty big news out of it. So, the Nintendo NX okay. will be out next year. That's not a good idea. <laughs> At the beginning of the year. So they're not waiting till the fall. It should be out in March 2017. How long did this Wii U's uh, life cycle last? Like five years, if that. Even the Wii U? Like four years. Hmm. That's not really a complete cycle. I mean, like, when, when did a... Well, they don't have much of a choice. I mean, the Wii U is essentially hot trash. So they have to try and, you know, they have to try and get out of the shadow of the Wii U as quick as possible. Yeah, because, okay, so the 360 came out when? Like 2005, 2006? Somewhere in there. And it they the uh, Xbox One released in... Two or three years ago. Like two or three years ago, so like 2014. Probably like 2014. So the 360 and the PS3 both had like life cycles of like nine years. It was a little like eight than, years, seven or eight, eight years, seven or eight years. Um, and yeah, and but it, it makes sense. I mean, the Wii is not selling, and they're not doing anything to try and sell it even more. So why wouldn't they try and just shelf that and move on to the next thing? Man, these guys are just so out of whack. I heard that their profits were down like 62%. Yeah. 62 like that. fucking percent. That's nuts. I mean, granted, like, you know, uh, but like Pokemon stuff, like, like all the news Smash. coming out of this isn't promising either for this year because uh, the new Legend of Zelda game, which they announced two years ago, mm-hmm. they're pushing back again to 2017. They're going to release it with the new system, I'm assuming. If they're going to do, uh, if there's going to be a Wii U version and an NX version. And then at E3, they're like, okay, Zelda's going to be playable at E3. Um, but that's the only game we're going to have there. Yeah. So, I mean, they might surprise us with like, oh, this other game is coming out. But for the most part, it seems like they have nothing to show for yeah. this year. I don't know, man. It just seems like what Nintendo ended up taking away from a lot of things is like, oh, people seem to like this, so we're gonna do just more of this instead yeah. of like actually doing what they what got them there in the first place. You know, they should yeah. like you know focus in on what they were good at, which was like ex- the experience of the game. I mean, like, you know, games like Super Mario Sunshine and Wind Waker and games like that, where it was just a very fun kind of unique experience over gameplay where they're trying to do this weird shit with gameplay more than, uh, more than the experience of the game. Yeah. And it's, um, they, they've always been really good at making games. No one can take that away from Nintendo. I would say Nintendo games are probably some of the games that I play longest. Yeah. As far as like replayability and you know mm-hmm. uh, overall time played. Um, but right now they're in a weird place where they want to. They have this gamepad and 
they want to justify it so they're trying to do what they can to be like okay here here's how you're going to use the gamepad in this game mm-hmm. when it's kind of a game that doesn't really need it yeah it's one of those things where with this next console they better go back to non-gimmicky yeah at least for one generation i mean they need to i mean because that's what kind of fucked them over with the Wii U? I mean, the motion control thing was just kind of like with the Wii. Was well, the Wii of, sold gangbusters. Yeah, but I mean, like that novelty quickly wore off. How many times was it bought and then just like sat on the shelf, not to be played or not to buy any games for it? I mean, for a couple of years, it was doing pretty good, but then yeah, it fell off. Yeah, so, so. I mean, like the gimmicks don't last for very long. I mean, like the PlayStation Move, the Connect, those have all fallen by the wayside. They're yeah, it, it's, worthless it's, now. They need to, at least for one generation, just go back to a normal controller. You know, last time we had something like that from Nintendo was the GameCube. Yeah, and the GameCube was awesome. Yeah. Love the GameCube. So, if they can go back to something like that, I think they're going to do real good for themselves. I'd hope. Um, but if they decide to continue with uh, this whole like screen in your controller thing, um, or like a DS style thing where you have like a screen in front of you mm-hmm. and there's a touch screen. I don't know. I think I think it would be a bad call on their part. Yeah. Obviously, it's way too late at this point for them to like you know correct course if that's what they did. But I would hope that they uh, kind of got that shit figured out already. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Like, did they re- did they release any specs on the new system at all? Like, there's going to be no announcement of it at E3. Um, okay. So they're probably going to do some kind of uh, big event thing. Uh, or maybe they'll just casually be like, oh, yeah, hey, I really doubt they would do this mm-hmm. because they need to build up hype for this thing. Yeah. Um, it's possible they could be like, oh, um, we're playing Wii U on st- or the uh, new Zelda on stage yeah. on the NX. This is the controller for it. Yeah, and then they, you know, go uh, ahead with it. I, I've always imagined that somehow, like they would just like continue with the GameCube. You know how the uh, you know PlayStation Two and everything else and the Xbox at the same time. Yeah, and then just went on to Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. I was kind of hoping that they would just go with GameCube, GameCube Two, GameCube Three, or something like that, instead of just yeah. kind of like. Bust and the GameCube was a solid system. I had so much. The fun. controller is, you know, it was weirdly shaped, but it was comfortable. Yeah, you know, it was. It was. It, I mean, like the the shape of the damn thing was like. Nintendo encapsulated almost, yeah. you know. It was perfect. It was fine. I had fun playing that game, playing that system. I mean, as I said, Super Mario Sunshine was a big favorite of mine. Yeah. I fucking love playing that. So, I don't know. Well, you're probably in the minority on that one. Probably. Um, so I thought it was a fun game. But, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens. Um, this is going to be a tough year for Nintendo. <laughs> Just like it has been for the uh, last couple years. Yeah. So I hope they can kind of uh, weasel their way out of this and really come out of the gate strong when they release the NX. I hope they have a solid lineup other than just Zelda. I hope they have a a 
other than like because they're probably gonna have a Mario game. Yeah, they tend to always have a Mario game. I just hope it's not like oh, this is the same Mario game that you've been playing like a two D side scroller one. Yeah, because we've had so many of those now where you know it's just not the same. So hopefully they give us something good to or you know a reason to want this console. Yeah. Just feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, final news from the uh, investors meeting at Nintendo. Uh, they're following mobile games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have announced that they're going to do a Fire Emblem mobile game. That's cool. And an Animal Crossing mobile game. And the Animal Crossing mobile game, they're saying, will um, connect with your. Uh, home version mm-hmm. of Animal Crossing, whether that be a new uh, DS version or a new, maybe even NX version of it, mm-hmm. but you'll be able to, maybe you'll collect something on the phone game and be able to transfer that over to your, you know, home so Animal Crossing just like The progress you make in the mobile game, you'll be able to transfer over to your main yeah, so pretty much. They, they, that seems their like idea a really smart idea, too, yeah. because, I mean, like, most of the time, any game you have on your phone is just time waster anyway. When you have downtime at work or you're But it's like you might as well be rewarded for it if you're, pretty much, you know, so. I mean, I so think that sounds gonna, cool. So I, if you're going to make a good time waster, might as well have it, yeah, as you said, fucking mean something or worth something. The Go mobile on. future of Nintendo looks a little brighter than their... You know, home entertainment version of Nintendo right now. Fire Emblem sounds pretty cool on mobile. Yeah, I'd be into that. And it seems like something that would work on mobile pretty well. I kind of want, like, I kind of want them to do another Advanced Wars, but like on mobile. Yeah, I think that would be really a really interesting game to have. Yeah, and it's something that would be. I mean, there's plenty of like clones out there on the like Google Play Store and everything yeah. but a legit Advance Wars would get a lot of people hyped up. I would I'm sure people would be upset that it's not like on the uh, 3DS or mm-hmm. other things but I'm sure they'd be just as happy to play it on their phone. Yeah. So because I, mean, I mean like you, if you think about it, I mean you can just charge like a dollar for it too and just yeah. be like I mean how, like, how many people have you know this Nintendo handheld versus how many people have a phone, phone. Right. an iPhone or a, you know Android phone, any kind of smartphone, any kind of smartphone is like be like okay, I might well just go to the market that's the biggest and I mean like you're not going to neglect your own product, right? I mean if they if they do release like any other game, I mean, I'm pretty sure some of these games are probably going to have like some component, like some counterpart or even a better counterpart to the actual system game, you know, right? Uh, but I just I kind of like them doing mobile shit now. I think it's gonna be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, another thing I have on here is the Gears beta. We kind of already talked about it a little bit. How did you feel about the Gears beta? It just was, I had so much fun playing. Yeah. Dodgeball was kind of weird, but I really dug it though. Yeah. Um, uh, the Nashers are kind of OP as fuck. Um, but they kind of always happen. It's yeah. one of those things where I feel like Gears 3 did it a little better where they nerfed the Nasher, but they close added a sawed-off uh, shotgun. Yeah. So, but, you know, close range, though, it makes sense for it to eviscerate you, but, like, not from, not from some of the distances I was getting downed at. Yeah. Didn't really 
like that. But other than that, like the sixty frames a second is sixty frames really a second. Really nice. smooth as butter. Oh man, just like and the fact that you know it's gears and it's very visceral with the way it moves. So yeah. like when you road you run the you know camera shakes around and everything. You just kind of it's like almost it's like so immersive. Yeah. Of of a, of, a, of an experience that. Um, it just really takes me back to when we were playing Gears 3 like all the time. Yeah. And I can't wait to see any other game modes because Epic Games is pretty good about coming up with interesting game modes. So I'm interested in seeing that. And I kind of also just want to know the full story behind all well, this. Technically, it's not Epic. It's uh, the It's not Epic mission. anymore? No. I thought because Cliffy B left Epic Games. I thought Epic Games was still making... The, the series without him now uh gears uh is now being made by the coalition hmm. which is uh a studio that microsoft opened exclusively to do gears games no shit no damn so um but it still has that same kind of feel to it it, it doesn't feel very like vastly different or anything. Yeah. The enemies are are the swarm are familiar enough like locusts. They look like they're locusts, but they're not. But locusts. they're different enough to where I'm like, eh, all right, it's fine. Yeah. Um, a couple more things, Joey, this week in video game news. Um, there have been all kinds of weird Call of Duty. Uh, the new Call of Duty leaks and uh, teases and stuff like that. Um, they are announcing it officially, I think, in the next week or two here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started off with a leak of a flyer that said uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Okay. And that's what we're assuming the new name of the. Uh, of the game is going to be makes sense. I think uh, they had mentioned before that, or there was another leak before that that mm-hmm. it said it was going to be like far future kind of a thing. Yeah. So there's that. On that same flyer, it said uh, that a Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare remastered mm-hmm. would be included. That alone is pretty fucking exciting. Yeah. Um, but then to add to that. Uh, the Call of Duty Twitter dug up a tweet from two years ago and replied to it. <laughs> that tweet from two years ago said, "If Call of Duty ever remade Modern War or remastered uh, Modern Warfare, I would shit my pants." <laughs> and the Call of Duty Twitter account uh, replied to that. Two years later, with a poop emoji and a pants emoji. <laughs> pretty pretty much all but confirmed, right? Um, She's confirming the fate of game companies. Another thing, uh, there was a weird UFO uh, Easter egg thing in Black Ops 3. Okay. Um, when you like play uh, Nuketown. Okay. One of the multiplayer maps. Um, at the end of it, there is a UFO in the uh, in space there that wasn't there before. Okay. And then um, Activision dropped a small teaser trailer, thirty seconds or so, 
of this like you know gruff war dude and he's saying that like we are your enemy and that his armies are gonna like take you out or whatever all this shit that's out there I'm like just fucking just, just fucking announce the goddamn game already yeah. his little bits is fine but I feel like it's just a little bit too much at this yeah. point um, finally uh, not to be outdone Battlefield 5 is going to be revealed on May the 6th, so next Friday. Dun, dun, dun. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I love the Battlefield series. I've definitely been... I've definitely switched over from Call of Duty to Battlefield. Yeah. Um, I felt that game was just not as shenanigans-inducing yeah. as um, Call of Duty became. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to really weigh the options because if they remaster Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare was the best Call of Duty. I don't care what you think. Right. Call of Duty was like Call of Duty Four. Modern Warfare was the best one out there ever. <laughs> yeah. So it, I don't know. I'd, I'd really have to weigh the options if, as long as they didn't do anything stupid with uh, the gameplay and everything else in it. Then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, really uh, choose hard. Like, so Friday when uh, they announced Battlefield, we'll get to see if those rumors about it being set in World War One mm-hmm. are true. Um, I'm assuming what they're going to do on Friday is reveal uh, what it is, what it's going to be about, and then probably show some gameplay yeah. footage and stuff. I forgot about the World War One thing. Yeah. So it's just that one of those cool. things where we'll find out Friday. Yeah. Um, I really hope that that's what they're doing. That'd be so cool. Because um, it'd just be so different, yeah. and it would stand out yeah. far beyond uh, exactly space shooter or future space shooter or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. I think it's just, it'd be such a cool idea to set it in the first world war just imagine how much of a gut punch experience this would be yeah you know it's a definitely experience like a whole new setting that we've never really explored for in video games right other than like valiant hearts like because we've we've experienced uh space shooters before and future shooters and all that and world war ii and vietnam yeah and every other conflict out you know that you know has been on the planet. So, if it's set in World War One, World War One, it's just going to be so above and beyond as far as like standing out mm-hmm. because really nothing else has really done that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers for World War One, but we'll see what we get. So next week, I'm sure we'll come back with uh, more news on that. Um, but for now, let's go and take a quick break, Joey, and uh, we'll be back with our uh, movie news for the week. All right, so we'll be back, you guys. Welcome back from our pleasant little break. 
movie news is what's next on the chopping block. Yep. And uh, we don't have a lot. Yeah. Because kind of I forgot to look for them. But on top of that, it's kind of just been slower. Slow as a motherfucker. There hasn't really been any new trailers that have dropped or anything. No. Um, um, so, like, like, nothing else except for, like, the hype trains for, you know, Doctor Strange coming up. And, yeah. Um, you know, whatever, you know, schlock that DC is going to be pumping out sooner or later. Uh, but the first bit of news that we have is uh, Alicia Vikander, um, who was in Ex Machina, um, the Danish girl, the man from Uncle. She has been chosen to play Laura Croft in the next batch of Tomb Raider movies. Yeah, so uh, I believe uh, the rumor mill before this was uh, Daisy Ridley. Um, this kind of just makes more sense. I mean, Daisy Ridley is Rey in Star Wars, yeah. so... Um, also, I think she's a little bit too skinny. At least if a little bit bigger. But she could... She looks know, like more of an ass kicker than... She could, you know, Daisy Ridley. bulk up a little bit or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a good casting choice, in my opinion. It's not bad. Um... Just kind of reminds me of like all the uh, like the two other Tomb Raider movies um, with Angelina Jolie, which was actually a pretty decent choice for the for those movies during the time period. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, Ratchet and Clank came out, mm-hmm. and apparently that movie was hot garbage. Yeah, and. And like, it's just kind of like I was really hoping that like Ratchet and Clank and Sly Cooper were going to be like the video game movies to kind of you know pull them out of like the mire, you know? like a good video game, a movie good video game yeah. movie. Because I mean, it made so much sense. Just have it be animated. It makes so much sense. And uh, you know, it turns out you know Ratchet and Clank was hot garbage. Yeah. Um, and. I'm not sure if this is a good idea to make another Laura Croft movie. I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I mean, you look at the new Tomb Raider games, and it's they're planning on... Uh, games are fantastic. ...taking the games more in that direction where we have a less experienced Laura Croft. Yeah. Um, like, like, they're actually building her up instead of having her be, like... You know, you know this amazing ass kicker from the get go. Right. They're actually showing how she gets to that point and the events like, that lead her to become Laura Croft. Yeah. Not just like, oh, we're just going to accept that she's a super ass kicker. To, you know, as a movie audience, we're smart enough to accept that and understand it, but we can relate to a character so much more when we see their struggles and their yeah. story. So. It makes so much sense to uh, do this way. This way, um, no, I'm just saying though, like video game movies are just never that good. So I'm hoping that it's not going to get fucked up. Yeah, I'm hoping this one uh, breaks the uh, the chain of shitty video mm-hmm. game movies because it's definitely been. Uh, it's definitely been uh, a good long sh- string of them. Yeah, I mean, and even then, like, I can't remember anything notable about uh, the first two Tomb Raider movies. Yeah, there's not a whole bunch of like anything really that warrants it to be good. Yeah, I guess it's just I think it just like unfortunately has uh, a whole bunch moving against it right now you know yeah and uh i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of 
very hesitant about it. Um, so I guess to move on from that, uh, some more horrible news out of the DC camp of yeah. movies. Um, so the Flash movie set for 2018, starring Ezra Miller, which for some reason they decided not to, you know, use the motherfucker from the TV series, which would have made so much sense because they've already spent so much time establishing that character and everything. But whatever, I'm not at the helm of those fucking studios, so what the fuck do I know? <sighs> so. Uh, the uh, director, at least uh, the director at the time, uh, Seth Graham Smith, uh, has officially dropped from being right. uh, the director of The Flash. Um, he said it was amid uh, creative differences. Um, it's not entirely sure what that entails, but you know it could be. You know, almost anything really could be studio interference, like interfering with what he wants to do. It could be, uh, you know, uh, Zack Snyder fucking putting in his two cents because he wants these things to be a certain way. Yeah. Which, you know, any, you know, director is going to be all like, fuck you, I'm doing my own movie. They're not going to want to take his ideas. Yeah, it seems if that were one of the cases, then. Uh, obviously, you know, we don't know why, but if the case would be that Snack Snyder really wants to have his hands all over this thing, I really think that DC is probably giving them a little too much, uh, too much, you know, power within that universe. Yeah. So it makes sense why, uh, if they're not wanting to do things your way and you have a certain vision for it, that's going to work. Um, at least this director's willing to stick to their guns. Yeah. And not just uh, fold. But that's just not going to, you know, you know, pan out for them in the long run. Yeah. Keep getting directors who keep falling off or people who want to make their movie. And, you know, anytime a director gets on set, they're like, I want to make my movie. It's not your movie. Right. It's my movie. You hired me to make this movie, you know, despite the fact that, you know, there's a writer and producer and everybody else involved with the making of the movie. The director is the boss of the ship. He's the leader. He's the helm of the ship. Um, He, uh, you know, pretty much just to be, you know, told, you know, no, you need to do it this way. It's not going to work for anybody. And then I think most directors know that Zack Snyder's kind of a joke. Yeah. And they're just going to be all like, well... Zach, those are all well and good, but your movies fucking suck, and uh, I'm not going to listen to a fucking thing you say. And then, and then you just have the these this inner this infighting that happens, and then people leave. Yeah, you know, there, there's no official reason why. At least from what I've seen, there's no official reason why he. It, it seems like one of those things where every time you cycle in a new director. More than likely, that film is going to be a lot shittier. Yeah. So, the more directors we filter through, the less chances we have of this being great. And, like, the worst part about this is, um, Seth Graham Smith, this was going to be his debut film. His debut film. Right. This is the first movie he was going to direct. Now, 
the, like if you were offered the opportunity to direct the movies, like oh you jump on it like that, right? And it's like I'm gonna direct the fucking shit out of this movie because if I do this well enough, I'm gonna make a name for yourself. Make a name for myself. I'm gonna be able to. Uh, Plus, I'm assuming those opportunities don't come all the time. I'm assuming yeah. they're few and far between. So if one comes flying at you. Pretty much. You're more than likely going to take it. But if he has a first-time director saying, I don't want to do this. There's something wrong. Right. You know, there there is a lot of things wrong uh, that, that are hap- that, that's happening on the set, that's happening behind, you know, the behind closed doors and everything. So it just it's just a bad time all around. And on top of that, now, these, these this is just speculative rumors that have come out from reputable sources right. air quotes um, that apparently director James Wan who's supposed to be doing uh, Aquaman uh, is getting nervous about this he's kind of like he's, he's starting to feel the same pressure that they're putting on him right. and that he's not going to want to be doing Aquaman um, which sucks too because James Wan's a pretty decent director you know I mean he's not bad he's had like he's done a lot of stuff for the Saw films which have always just kind of like made a bunch of money right. on shoestring budgets um, he, the Insidious movies uh, fucking uh, I think The Conjuring as well yeah. uh, he knows how to like kind of set an atmosphere and set a mood for for a movie it just why are all these directors leaving is my question because it's if it were just one movie then it could be like okay well the writers or the producers on this movie are being you know difficult yeah but if it's all of these dc movies that are that we're having problems with then why is that happening yeah that's what i want to know so i'm pretty sure that the reason why this is happening and once again all speculative here uh, that because uh, Batman vs Superman performed so it, under, it, it, it underperformed underperformed to what they wanted because I mean they barely made back their budget right and that's not including all of the advertisements for this fucking movie yeah I mean like these advertisements were everywhere they were on Dr Pepper cans they were on the fucking billboards they were on the buses they were on the benches they were everywhere you couldn't yeah. get you couldn't walk two feet without seeing fucking Henry Cavill's fucking face plastered on something yeah or Gal Gadot punchable fucking face on shit or fucking Ben Affleck in his you know you know five o'clock shadow scowl you know fucking everywhere I just just started hating seeing these three people everywhere because of this and it just like I think they're just really nervous about repeat performances where they don't make all this money back but it's one of those things where Obviously, there's a reason why this stuff is happening, right? Um, why not trust a director? Well, you know, it's tough because it's a lot of money, right? But yeah. you kind of have to trust that someone can do their job confidently. Um, 
Mm, that's the thing, though. Studios are not willing to do that. It's too, there's too much at risk for that. But that's what I'm saying. They need to do that because we're also just going to end up with the same slosh every single time that they put out a movie. That's true. It's just so at this point, if you put out four movies with an esteemed director who isn't pulling up the money, why didn't you just spend one of those four director's budgets on one guy who might give you something different? Pretty much. You would think, right? You think that would be the logical answer. But these people don't think logically. They think we need to step in because we're hemorrhaging money. Because they're panicking. That's what they're doing. They're going to panic. And when you're hemorrhaging money like this, it's just because of your own stupidity. Then, of course, you know, these guys are executives. These guys are higher-ups. They're not willing to admit that they made mistakes, you know? Um, They... You know, the, these producers and executives make stupid fucking decisions all the time. I mean, like, one of the guys who was a, a Marvel executive wanted to get rid of Robert Downey Jr. after the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. You know, he, but, you know, and he was fucking stupid. Um, you know, it's just, it's just tiring to see these guys fledge and flay and fail over and over and over again yeah it's uh i don't know i really think they just need to even they think they need to just stop with the Zack snyder stuff get yourself a spend the money get yourself a high-end director Mm -hmm. get yourself fucking steven spielberg pony up the money to pay him what he wants to make a Steven Spielberg DC movie. Yeah. People will go see it because it's a Spielberg movie. People will go see it because it's a DC movie. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you that it's going to be a well-directed movie. Yeah. So spend the extra money and do that to, at the very least, get people <laughs> interested in going yeah. and watching DC Something movies. that would make, make it interesting to somebody. Because, I mean, there's, a, I mean, there, there's a, like rumblings on the internet that, you know, now they're not going to go see Aquaman because they're not going because James Wan's probably not going to direct it now. Yeah. It's just because of the rumor. I mean, people want to see James Wan direct some shit because they like his style. They like right. the things he's able to do. I mean, Fury 7 made like a billion fucking dollars on like a no, like on almost a nothing budget, it felt yeah. like. You know, um, at least for like a big like tentpole franchise that fucking, um, you know, Fast and the Furious has become. You want to see fucking drifting, Aquaman drifting whales and shit. Like, yeah. I mean, you want to see him street race some fucking dolphins. Get some dolphins up on the beach and fucking start racing them. And then Vin Diesel is one of the dolphins. Bam. We, we, got, a, we got a fucking Aquaman movie. So, yeah. And um, so on top of that, uh, for some more DC movie news, um, George Miller, uh, director of the very critically acclaimed and very beloved uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Right. Um, uh, he has been rumored to be the next director for... Green Lantern, uh, the Green Lantern Corps. Um, so, a bit of a background on George Miller. He was spearheading a Justice League movie way before this like whole comic right. race was kind of happening with, within the movie sphere. Before like DC, DC, before Marvel really got off the ground with their the whole cinematic universe, yeah, and everything. their cinematic universe with the Iron Man flicks and everything else. 
he wanted a, to do a Justice League movie. Yeah. And he was getting very close to doing it. Um, it was stuck in production hell for a very long time. It was um, just something that didn't materialize for him. And then, you know, he went on to do fucking, like, Babe, Babe and a bunch of other weird-ass movies. And, yeah. Like, Happy Feet and shit. Um, so, to see him back... To do something of a grander scale because yeah. it's the Green Lantern Corps. It's not just the Green Lantern, the Green Lantern Corps. And this one, I think, is supposed to have uh, John Stewart um, and Hal Jordan as the main characters in this. Okay. So I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, this is kind of what I'm talking about, right? Getting like a high profile director. Someone who hasn't directed a superhero movie before. I mean, I guess you can call Mad Max a superhero movie to an extent. Um, or at least definitely action-y like yeah. most of these fucking superhero movies are. Um, so getting someone like that to direct a movie, I think would be great. Uh, yeah. I th- it's just like injecting that lifeblood of something different in something that's Marvel has already sent or set the standard for. Yeah. Um, and DC's trying to catch up or meet that standard. Mm-hmm. What they need to do is set their own standard. Yeah. Not try and make Marvel movies make different movies. Yeah. Well, we, movies that stand out because when we go see a Marvel movie, we know exactly what we're getting, right? Yeah. Um, Action flick, funny quips, mm-hmm. and you know, well shot. Yeah, good acting, everything. What they need to do is they need to set a different standard of movie, and to an extent, they try to do that with Batman versus Superman, but it just kind of fell flat because if they were pursuing too much of Marvel movies, yeah, but they also yeah. were pursuing their own thing and they didn't commit to either direction yeah pretty much they, they so, tried to make as you said their own tone of movie but they just went the completely wrong way of doing it there's like you can't go the Marvel route yeah. and try and make the tone of film that they were trying to make and if they would have committed 100% to Marvel route where it's not a dark movie it's very lighthearted, yeah. fun and enjoyable to watch then they would have been okay or if they would have just gone full you know crazy dark uh, their own little DC mm-hmm. thing might have worked too but yeah. I feel like they were just split being pulled in both directions and didn't get anywhere pretty much so it's just a big mess <laughs> a huge mess yeah. so and you know, and as you said to get like a big name director to get in on this but also not only that but a director who's been wanting to do this for a bit now I mean that's the reason why I'm kind of you know cautiously optimistic with Ben Affleck doing a Batman movie because right. he's been a Batman fan for, you know, ever, ever since him and, you know, Kevin Smith were homeboys, you know, in New Jersey and shit. Yeah. Um, it's, it, like I said, cautiously optimistic. I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen Yeah. Um, with these assholes, but I'm hoping something good happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing at the end of the day is uh, get fans to make movies that they want to make, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Because you can have studio heads telling you to do this, that, or the other, 
But if they don't know anything about Batman and the only reason they want to make a Batman movie is because of all the money it'll bring in, that's not going to be a good movie. Yeah. Same thing if you just get, you know, really good writers. Um, but, you know, they don't they don't have they they go read a couple of, uh, you know, Batman comics before they write a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a good movie, which is all what like Buck and Zack Snyder seem to do. But if you've been reading all these different runs of Batman since you were a kid, mm-hmm. you're in your 30s now, and you're out there writing or directing, you're obviously a huge fan of these things. So that fandom is going to come through in droves. Yeah. You know, if you... Uh, whatever. I'm not, like, a fucking writer or anything, but if you had me be... If you had me write a Star Wars movie, I'm sure I could fucking write you a Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know? Without it being, like, lame fan fiction and shit. Right. But if something like, uh... Something like Harry Potter, something that I'm not a huge fan of, if you task me with that same job, I'm going to give you an end result that's going to be a Harry Potter something. Mm-hmm. But it won't be a Harry Potter something. Yeah. It'll be Harry Potter themed, but not a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Right. So pretty much. I don't know. Fans, I mean, studios just kind of need to see that. And, you know, I don't know. You need to get genuine people to make genuine movies. And that's why something like Deadpool did so damn well. You guys need to get the people who got B movie together and like, do your whole DC universe for you. At the very least, it would change things up a little bit. (laughs) And I think that's what they need. I think they need to quit uh, chasing Marvel and just do something completely different. Because if they uh, are a little close to, too close to Marvel, they're not going to get out of their shadow. Yeah. They just need to go and do their own thing for a little while. Okay. All right, Joe. Anything else that we got? I don't know. I've already depressed myself enough. <laughs> too much B-movie talk? Too much B-movie talk. Too much disappointing movie talk in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. Anything else you can think that we should uh, talk about before we get out of here then? Not really. All right, you guys. So, um, as always, you can go find us on Facebook. Uh Go uh, like and rate us uh, on iTunes. Leave us a comment there. Uh, listen to us on Stitcher or really, I guess, anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. Uh, but we should be back next week, hopefully with news of Battlefield, hopefully with news with uh, of Call of Duty, hopefully all kinds of news next week. So yeah. um, for now, we're going to get out of here, but we will see you guys next week. 